I just want to introduce everybody uh, to who you are and what you do. So this is Jen Payer. She's the CEO of Nature Provides. And this is a company that makes a lot of actually very different, interesting products. But what I really want to talk with you today is about gemotherapy. And for those of you who've never heard that term, these are plant stem cells. And, you know, stem cells, I'm sure you've all heard of. I mean, they've been all over the news and the media as this you know, potential cure-all for everything from neurodegenerative disease to cancer, but plant stem cells kind of play a different role. So I'm really excited to chat with you today about that. You know, I, I don't know if you know Dr. Larry Pilevsky. He's a, a pediatrician up in New York, and he's been using gemotherapy for years. And I remember him saying, I use it. It's great. It's wonderful. And, you know, you kind of get caught up in your world and never kind of went down that rabbit hole. So uh, you know, thank you again for joining me today to talk about this. Yeah, I'm so grateful to be here and to share what I've learned about gemotherapy over the last many years. Well, let's jump into it. I mean, what is gemotherapy? What are plant stem cells? Yeah, so gemotherapy or plant stem cells come from the new growth on the plant in springtime. So that is the only stage of growth where you can get the embryonic, which is what we work with. Um, and in that stage of growth, the plants contain something called juvenile phytohormone, which is a mouthful. Um, but some of the common ones are auxins, gilbilirin, and they are known to regenerate things in the body. And they're also known as drainers. So they will go into the cell and into the organ and into the tissue and pull things out that aren't supposed to be there and then regenerate the health of that organ or tissue or cell. So unlike um, an adult herb, these have an energetic and a biologic function in the body. Yeah, I was surprised. Uh, I actually started, you know, pre preparing for this talk today. I was digging in some of the research, and, and I was surprised how much research is out there on plant stem cells. You know, I, I, I've read a lot about using different types of human stem cells, uh, but I, I guess I was a little uh, taken aback that you know this isn't. Like I said, this isn't something that's never been looked at. People have been actually studying this for many years. And uh, what was fascinating to me, I read one study that actually showed that plant stem cells can actually help accentuate and protect human stem cells. Correct. Which it was kind of mind-blowing to me. Yeah, they, they really go hand in hand. There's a great article written in 2018, and it says that plant stem cells may be some of the most, you know, important cells to the human body uh, because they do work so, so well with our human stem cells, and they actually can regenerate our human stem cells. They're working on the DNA and the microRNA in the body, um, and so there's so much potential and my theory is they haven't really made their way um, holistically to the U.S. because they are an art, right? There are a lot of limitations. You can only get these in the springtime. Right. Right. So even running the company Nature Provides is challenging because we have to forecast every year how much plant material we are going to be picking. And they're all handpicked. So there's a, it's a really fine art and obviously a lot of science with it, but there's intentionality in every step of the process. And, um, you know, in the U.S., we don't often have patience for all of that because we're like, okay, let's get it done. You know, we need it now. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's been a, a really um, interesting study. Uh, so there are only five companies in the world that are actually making gemotherapy. So who, who would benefit from plant stem cells? What are some of the conditions that people might think about using these therapies? 
Yeah, I mean, my my perspective is that everybody can benefit from them because they are the most gentle therapy. You don't need a binder because by the nature of what they do, they are opening up the drainage pathways in the body and, uh, and pulling the toxins out. And let's say if your liver is compromised, they will recruit the next organ to get the toxic matter out of the body. Um, we use them a lot with babies, with animals, and with elderly patients. And it's really about the dosing, right? So uh, we work with homeopaths who will dose three to five drops of something, and then a chiropractor who may do two droppers. So it really depends on whether you're dealing with an acute issue or a chronic issue. Um, but they really are one of the most gentle um, modalities as far as plant remedies that you can utilize. And each plant really is aligned to an organ. So you have a plant like Hawthorne that's good for heart issues. So right now that's a big thing happening in our world, myocarditis and some heart issues, strokes, things like that. And then you have other plants aligned to the liver and the kidneys. Uh, so, you know, it's really unlimited. And, you know, um, Dr. Engel, the plant like rosemary, not only is good for the liver, it's good for the skin, it's good for the hair and the eyes. So... Plants are so multifaceted that one plant can work in many areas of the body in many conditions. It's just knowing which one to use when, right? Right. Well, I, I think about the difference between like a plant stem cell and a human stem cell. I mean, one of the things I read that I thought was pretty interesting, you know, a human stem cell, you know, starting, you know, so for people who don't know, I mean, stem cells are cells that really haven't become anything yet. You know, these are the very most primitive cells we have that haven't decided yet if they're going to become a heart cell or a lung cell or a bone cell or so forth. So this idea of using these very early cells to help, you know, regenerate damaged tissue, you know, that's where a lot of research, at least in human stem cells, is kind of centered. But once a stem cell starts going down a path, it, it kind of goes one direction. It's going to keep going until it becomes whatever it's going to become. And as I was reading, you know, with plants, because, you know, we as humans have had to adapt over the years, you know, to our environment, everything. So we can move, we can change. Plants kind of can't do that, right? Because wherever it grows is where it grows. And so it has to adapt to the environment. So plants themselves have the capacity to go in both directions to help okay. continue with that regenerative process, which, again, is kind of fascinating when you think about it. And, you know, Mother Nature is just brilliant in that design, right? Otherwise, plants would never survive the harsh climates and predators and insects and other things. So this idea that you've got a cell that can kind of regenerate in a way is is pretty fascinating. Yeah, I was speaking with a practitioner out in California, and his father had carotid artery issues. And while he was taking some of the plant stem cells and focusing on removing the toxic matter in his carotid arteries, he actually grew two new arteries to work around what was blocked, which was fascinating. So that's part of that regenerative nature that they can do. And, you know, first of all, the body is miraculous. I think our bodies know how to heal if we give it the right, you know, the right substance. Um, but the plant stem cells will actually do that. So they will regenerate. And um, they are known to even regenerate things that are broken down, like cartilage in the body. So, you know, they're, they're brilliant and really, you know, what nature can do, and especially these little buds. And gemo means bud. So bud therapy um, has been around for a long time. Yeah, different than the other kind of bud therapy people are probably familiar with. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Not the one you smoke or vape or that one. No, Different. no, no, no. It's the little bud, the new growth on the plant. 
You know, I was looking at your website and you, you've got, I mean, a hundred and I think with the gemotherapy specifically, I think it was 132 or maybe it was 162 different products. So as, you know, a person who might be interested in using this, is this something anybody can do on their own? Or do you really need a practitioner who's trained in this to guide you on knowing which plant you need to help, you know, whatever specifically ails you? Yeah, it's a little bit of both. So we do have about 35 complexes and the complexes are designed around specific issues and sisters in the body that so we have calm hearts for the heart, cleanse your gut for parasites and cleaning out the gut. We have a fabulous um, product called Allergy Lift that um, over time actually acts like getting allergy shots. So our scientific director was sharing that if you take that for a period of time, you will actually overcome whatever allergen or, you know, histamine you have an, you know, an action reaction to. And uh, this is an anecdotal story, but my brother's wife in Japan has been allergic to shrimp since she was nine and she's 41. She started taking that allergy list for four months and she went in for her annual checkup and her doctor came out and said, something's not right. You're not showing an allergy to shrimp anymore. And so at 41 years old, she started to be able to eat shrimp again without any issue. So that's an anecdotal story. That's not scientific, but interesting that the bud that regenerative, right? Once you clean out what is affecting the negative part of you, um, then, you know, the body can heal. And so we do have those complexes that are designed around body systems or a specific issue. And then we have about a hundred plants, a little bit over a hundred plants that are individual, that it does help to have a practitioner know that something like lilac is good for cleaning out the arteries or artichoke milk thistle, good for the, the liver. But, you know, people, we have this internet and people are um, intelligent and, you know, we like to go look things up. So you can, you can learn a lot about plants, just even looking at adult plants, what they do. Yeah, I you know, as an entropathic doctor, of course, detoxification is such an important part of how we approach most, if not all of our patients. And, you know, I think in the longer I practice, the more I realize that there's really just, I think, a handful of things that really make and keep people sick. And I think to a certain degree, you know, toxicity is an element of all chronic illness, you know, whether it's diabetes, heart disease, cancer, neurodegenerative disease, you know, there's some element of overload of toxins and or the inability to clear those toxins. So, you know, any therapy that we can implement that's gentle and, you know, I think anyone who's gone through any kind of, quote, you know, we'll say detox program, uh, many people have had the experience of just feeling absolutely terrible because their body's trying to mobilize things so quickly that they can't quite keep up. So I can see this as being really a very useful tool for people so that, again, you're not using hardcore binders, you're not trying to force your body to dump massive amount of toxins at once. If it's going to work at a very subtle cellular level, I think that's going to give people that opportunity to get rid of these toxins without feeling horrible, right? Right. Yeah. We, you know, in all the years that I've been working with them, I've not seen anybody have a Herxheimer reaction. So that's fabulous. And again, you don't need a binder, which can, can be harsh on the body. And, uh, you know, they, they seem to know it's like slow and steady. They seem to know to go slow and steady to start cleaning up the, the cells. And when I had my big health crisis, uh, it's how I found these. And I, at one point I was taking 120 supplements a day. I was taking all the good stuff, the CoQ10s, the turmeric, 
And because I had such a toxic load, my body wasn't absorbing what I was putting in it. And once I started taking the general therapy, then my body could take in and my cancer, every, and my cancer markers, everything normalized. And, you know, I mean, I go back and look at pictures. I don't even recognize myself because I look 10 years, 15 years younger than I did eight years ago. And that was that toxic load, right? The toxic load ages us. It causes yeah. pains in our body. And once that started to leave my body, you know, everything changed. Well, I'm actually, you know, very interested in trying it for myself. I mean, again, I live with MS and uh, I know that toxicity is a big part of any neurodegenerative problem. Again, I'm at that point where I take 40, 50 pills a day. <laughs> I mean, it helps me. I, I definitely, I noticed the difference, but uh, again, at the core, I mean, I can look back over my own history. I mean, I had a lot of toxic exposure. I used to work in a lab, you know, we worked with benzene and toluene fixing slides. And as my, my summers as a kid was spent working in an oil tank farm in Long Beach, you know, cleaning the inside of oil tanks without a respirator. So, you know, there was plenty of exposure. I'm sure my body's still reeling from and, uh, uh, I'll have to connect with you about, you know, maybe getting some guidance on how to, you know, start that process. Uh, for practitioners who might be tuning into this, uh, do you have any kind of, you know, training program that you can help practitioners learn about how to use these th therapies? Yeah. So we have a whole educational section on our website for practitioners. We do a monthly webinar um, and, you know, we mix that up. So we have different types of practitioners that come in and teach, and we are putting some certification programs together that we're in the process of. We're going to have two tracks, one for practitioners that are new to Jumbo therapy and haven't utilized it before, and then other ones who want to go much deeper into the science. So we are in the process of creating those, and we'll have them this year available. But in the meantime, we upload articles. We upload um, the webinars. Like I said, we do a monthly webinar and that gives quite a bit of information for new practitioners. Well, I'm definitely going to have to sign up. I'm very interested in learning more about it. Uh, it's funny. I think, you know, Mary Agnes, uh, I think, I can't remember if we met at Mindshare. Uh, we did la last year. Last year. Yes. Okay. So um, I know it's been on my mind and, you know, we get caught up in life, but uh, I think this will be a great tool, certainly to add our practice and, I think, again, for those tuning in, you know, this is a, a very, I think, useful, gentle tool uh, to implement. And so if it's something, you know, you can do on your own, great. Uh, if you can find a practitioner that can give you guidance, I, I'm always in favor of that. So if you've got someone who's got the experience of having worked with dozens, hundreds, thousands of patients and being able to see, you know, how these different plant medicines affect people, knowing how to change dose when needed, you know, that can be really helpful. But I think, you know, for people who just want to kind of dive in, uh, I mean, I was looking at your website, you've got a lot of great information there. I think people can start on their own. And like I said, you know, there's very little risk of side effects. Um, you know, I think it's very hard to overdose on these kind of things, but I recognize everyone is uniquely different. Everyone's immune system's different. People react to things in different ways. So we just have to respect the individuality of the person. But uh, I think uh, it'd be a, something worth worth looking into. And we do have a find find a practitioner tool on the site. So if you are interested in learning more and wanting to have somebody in your area or um, you know different type of expertise, it's available. Well, I think you know the one thing the pandemic showed us is that you know telemedicine works. And I know a lot of practitioners like myself. You know we consult with people like this over Zoom. 
Uh, fortunately, you know, I think a lot of governments don't really view this as being, quote, medicine. So it's not the practice of medicine when you're giving people, you know, guidance and advice on herbs and homeopathy and things of this nature. Uh, I don't see it as crossing any legal issues. So again, if you don't have anyone who might be local to your area, uh, you can probably find someone who's, you know, close enough that you can maybe consult with uh, virtually if you need that kind of guidance. So good to know that you got that tool available. Yeah. Well, I know, Michael, you're the only one joining us live here today, but if you have any questions for Jen, uh, feel free to post it in the, uh, the Q&A chat thing. I know you usually have a lot of great questions to share. So uh, yeah. I'm also curious about where your plants are or where the company uh, gets most of their plants. Is it a specific part of the country or do you harvest them from just different places around the world, depending on what plant you're trying to Harvest. No, we actually harvest all of them in the Apennine Mountains in Italy. Oh, so okay. if you're standing up there, you can actually see the French Alps. Um, wow. You know, I was supposed to go see the, the plants in 2020, and I missed my flight by a week because of COVID. <laughs> and so um, I anxiously waited, and last year I got to go out there and actually pick the buds. Um, so they are, I, I'm a gardener and I was expecting them to be very cultivated. Now they grow in the wild, which there is an energetic principle of nice. that. So they're in their natural environment and botanists go and identify and make sure, yes, it's truly is a silver fir tree. And then they go pick the buds. They don't ever pick more than 20% because we don't want to harm the plant. We want it to thrive. So I look at that as like pruning the plant. Yes. And within two hours of picking that bud, and this is that intentionality I mentioned before, they've got to pick the bud and get it into the solvent, which is organic grape alcohol and organic glycerin. And they have to do that because the bud starts to open and you actually start to lose some of the healing properties. So the buds then get macerated for 21 to 28 days, depending on which plants it is. And then after that time frame, they actually pull the plant material out, burn it, and then put the ash back into the liquid that is known as spagyric, an ancient alchemical practice that brings all of the oligo and mineral elements back into the tincture. Um, and then they spiralize it, which is, you know, like structured water. So it becomes more bioavailable. Um, so again, like there is such intentionality at every step in the process. And in the Apennine Mountains, nothing is sprayed. So everything is grown in the wild, clean. It's about as clean of a, a product as you can get. So the only thing in the tincture is the plant bud bioactive principles that are coming out of the, the plants, organic grape alcohol and organic glycerin. So awesome. no filler, nothing synthetic, which to me is really important after going through you know a health crisis. I pay attention to what I put in and on my body. Well, I always appreciate uh, botanical companies that wildcraft their plants. I mean, you know, this is the way the plant grows out in nature without being really touched by humans until, again, the harvesting process comes. And yeah, everything that plant's designed to have nutrient-wise, climate-wise, I mean, all of that brings all the active, you know, constituents of that plant together without being harmed in any way. So that's always you know, the most ideal way to collect plants. So that's that's great to know. Uh, Michael has a couple of questions. Uh, how long does it take for the different products to start to work and to really and really do that deeper work? So it really depends if you have an acute issue. So let's say you're having a histamine reaction to something, uh, they will work very quickly. 
Um, I got bitten by an ant, a fire ant in Charlotte, um, North Carolina, where they are very prevalent. And I started having well grow my, you know, uh, come out on my body. I took the black current and the allergy left. And within 10 minutes, everything went back down to normal. So they can work very, very quickly in acute situations, in a chronic situation. If somebody's had diabetes for 20 years, it will take some time. It'll probably take one to two bottles to get the body back into homeostasis. Um, for me, because they've done, you know, I've done so well with them in my health, I still take them. So I use them in maintenance mode. So that's the third way to use it. So acute, chronic, and maintenance. And for me, I just take a lower dose um, consistently and I go through the organs in my body. So I may use a bottle of Hawthorne and lilac to work through my cardiovascular system. And then I might work on my liver, um, but I just rotate them. And, you know, that's kind of a principle of gardening is you don't ever take the same things over and over and over and over again because our bodies get used to it. So I like to, to rotate them because I am in maintenance mode. So Great. I hope I answered your question. It really, it depends, but for, um, you know, the, the rule of thumb I use is for every year that you've had an imbalance, it will take a month to bring that back into homeostasis. True, like true, true balance and, and healing. Great. Uh, are there any ways in which your products differ relative to the other four companies that make gemotherapy? Uh, yes, there's only one of the other four that is similar in nature and they do not use the spagyric process, uh, and they do not spiralize. So, um, but they handpick in the wild as well. Um, the other companies add water to their products. So they're much more diluted and none of them use the grape alcohol. They use corn alcohol, which I shy away from because of the genetically modified nature of corn, um, or they use some other form of ethanol. So those are really the key differences. Um, Michael, I love your questions. Uh, can you sp explain a little bit about the spigeric process? I don't think people are going to know what that is. Yeah, sp spigeric has been around for hundreds of years, and it's a process where um, you are you are taking the plant material and you're burning it. That's the ash, and you get this ash material. And then you put the ash material back in, and that is what is. So you think about it: hair tissue mineral analysis. Hair tissue mineral analysis is where you take your hair sample and you burn it, and then you can tell what minerals you are deficient or have excess in. It's the same concept. So you're burning the plant material, and in there you can tell what minerals, whether it's you know copper or magnesium, whatever minerals are in that plant uh, naturally, and then they're adding that back in to the product. So that's what the concept of spagyric is. Does that help? Perfect. Uh, why has there not been more hype around gemotherapy compared to other therapies such as herbal, homeopathy, et cetera? Not sure whether the supply has been historically low and so it's not broadly spoken about. Yep. So um, going back to that concept that it's an art, it's it became main, mainstream in Europe in the 1950s by a man named Dr. Paul Henri who was a naturopath and also an MD. And he was really the one who started publishing articles on gemotherapy. Um, I've had a lot of practitioners ask me, why can't we do this in the US, right? Why do we have to import all this? So in the US, we don't have plants that all grow in the same region. So we literally would need to have five or six facilities because again, you've got to pick that bud and macerate it very quickly. 
we would have to have five or six facilities and it really would be more expensive for us to do it here. Um, I'm not sure why it hasn't uh, been more mainstream. Part of my mission is to bring it mainstream because I think it is a an amazing healing modality that just hasn't quite made its way here. And the image that I saw when I was doing a meditation many years ago was what happened with the CBD industry. That's the other bud that Dr. Engels was talking about 15 years ago. Nobody really knew much about CBD. They didn't know what it was. We were afraid of it. You know, it, you know, the people smoking weed over there, what is it going to get me high? And so I think it's just not made its way because of the delicate nature of how these plants grow and how they're harvested and all of that with the hand picking. Um, you know, it's just, uh, again, a very delicate and intentional process. Yeah. And I might add, you know, I think there's also because of the kind of dilute nature of these plant extracts, even relative to like a regular tincture, uh, you understand, you know, the conventional medical world, uh, less certainly in the United States is very, you know, allopathic and, uh, the idea of, you know, these, you know, plant stem cells of these dilute, you know, plant medicines being clinically effective, it's kind of a mental hurdle that the conventional medical and research community kind of has a hard time getting around. Again, uh, one of your questions, Michael, I saw, as you said, there's only nine results that showed up when I typed in gemotherapy, type in plant stem cells, and you'll find a lot more. Uh, they don't always refer to it specifically as gemotherapy. Yeah, but, the other two words that are often used is meristem therapy and phytoembryotherapy are two other words that you might be able to find some information on. But yeah, there's there's always a little bit of resistance to these kind of things. Again, even with I think straight you know herbs. I, I mean, I can't tell you how many times I have patients that go to their you know primary care doctor, where you know understanding their MD has very little to no training in botanical medicine will you know, poo-poo a plant for whatever the condition is, despite the fact that there may be, you know, a lot of research on that plant for the condition. So, you know, ignorance is often the <laughs> the mental hurdle we have to overcome with bringing any kind of plant medicine. And understand, I think about like Germany, you know, medical doctors in Germany are trained in botanical medicine. Their top three selling drugs are herbs. Mm -hmm. So depending on where you are in the world, you know, herbal medicine is is treated quite differently. But here in the U.S., you know, it's still kind of viewed as witchcraft and, you know, we don't really understand it, despite, again, the amount of research that is available on different plants and their active constituents and what they do. Um, you know, again, it's it's unfortunately not something that's taught in conventional medical school to this day. You know, doctors get little to no training in diet, nutrition, certainly nothing on herbs. Uh, other than that, you know, they might interfere with their drugs. So be careful. <laughs> so right. you know, we've we've got that that sort of mental hurdle we have to get over. But I think that's part of it too. Yeah, uh, you know, one of the beauties of gemotherapy is if somebody is taking allopathic drugs, you know, these will work synergistically. So if somebody's taking a high blood pressure medicine, um, taking a, a plant stem cell will actually help to resolve the issue and they can eventually get off if they choose to a high blood pressure medicine. I've seen it happen over and over and over again, especially for heart and stat, you know, statin drugs, things like that. Well, one, of, one, of, one of my teachers when I was in uh, naturopathic medical school was Dr. Bill Mitchell. He was actually one of the founders of Bastyr University. And we would literally go sit in the, so our campus was adjacent to a temperate rainforest in near Seattle. 
And so there was a lot of plants that grew out there and we would go out in the forest and we would sit with the plant and, you know, he would talk about the, you know, the, the constituents of the plant, the energetics of the plant. And, you know, he was a brilliant biochemist. He knew everything about the chemistry of the plant, what it did biochemically. But again, the longer he practiced, the more he used plants, almost homeopathically, take one drop, hold the plant in your hand. You don't even put it under your tongue. You know, there's, there's more to these plants than their straight chemistry, I think, that yeah. influences our health, which is why if you look around the world culturally, I mean, plants have been used by Native Americans and Inuits and, you know, African culture. So, I mean, it's used extensively. You know, people figured out a long time ago how these plants influence health. And when you look at the doses used, you go, well, that's not very much. I'm like, yeah, but you may not need very much. I think, again, we think so much like drug therapy that more is better. And with plants, that's not always the case. In fact, in homeopathy, it's the opposite, right? The more diluted it is, the stronger it is. Absolutely. So, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Michael also asks, uh, to what extent does the severity and nature of one's state of illness influence how much slash in what ways gemotherapy will impact them? I think you uh, kind of... Yeah, I, I touched on that a little bit. You know, if you've had an illness for 20, 30 years, it will take some time. And so part of what I work with is mindset shift because we have been conditioned to believe in the allopathic way of I have a headache, let me go take an aspirin and 20 minutes later, my headache's gone. Um, you know, what I love about naturopathy and some of these other holistic modalities is we don't look at symptoms. We look at, well, what's causing that? Did you eat today? right? What's your blood pressure? All these other things. And so that's how plants work. So if you have a very, very severe illness, I had stage four cancer um, eight years ago, and these have been a huge part. And I think that's one of the most serious illnesses you can have. Um, these have brought my system back online. Something that I didn't mention that they do is they work on the extracellular matrix and clean that up as well. And that's our communication network. So when you have cancer, your body's not detect, not detecting, your immune system's not detect, detecting the cancer cell and the proliferation of it. And so gemotherapy will bring that communication network back online. And now your body, again, is starting to do what it's designed to do, which is, oh, hey, there's an invader over there. I've got to take care of it. So they absolutely work in very serious illnesses. And then, in you know, like I said, in acute illnesses that happen as well. Uh, are there any interactions with drugs or certain conditions? Uh, should people exercise caution using them? You know, I have not found any other than if somebody is on a blood thinner, there are a couple of plants. One of those is maidenhair tree. It's ginkgo biloba um, in this form. If you're taking high doses of it, you know, you could have, uh, you know, and you're ha having uh, surgery or something. Um, those, those are the only ones that I know of that I use a little bit more caution with everything else. I have not had any drug interactions with, nor have any practitioners that I work with. Are there any other complementary therapies you think enhance the effectiveness of your products? I would say it's the other way around. I think gemotherapy is a great enhancer of other herbal remedies, um, because of how they work in the body. And, uh, yeah, I would just leave it at that. Perfect. Well, I, I think that's all the questions we had today. And I think we covered a uh, pretty broad base so that people have a good understanding of what gemotherapy is, how it can be utilized, you know, clearly very safe and it can be very effective. And again, has very broad application. And again, I like the fact that, again, it's just one more tool in the toolbox 
Um, you can use it if you're doing acupuncture, if you're doing other botanical therapies, if you're taking medication, you know, that's, I think the beauty of medicine, right? It's like, you know, it's never just one thing. We've got all these different tools to use and we just got to figure out the right way to apply it to each person. Correct. Yeah, totally agree. You're speaking my language.